Act Two of Gretchen by W. S. Gilbert. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Two. Scene: A glade. On the right, a precipitous descent through the stage at the back. On the left, an avenue of trees. Barbara, Bessie, and others discovered. To them enters Agatha. Bessie, Barbara, such dreadful news. News? Quick, what is it? Lisa has returned. Lisa, who ran away with a rich merchant a year ago. A wicked, wicked girl. I hope she won't come here. And have you seen her? I met her only half an hour ago upon the Leipzig Road. Is she much changed? changed why at first i couldn't trust my eyes you know how jauntily she bore herself how daintily she dressed well that's all changed pale wasted to a shadow draggle-tailed dressed in torn rags barefooted and bareheaded a beggar i remember how she sneered at my blue gown trimmed with peach-colored ribbon well heaven has punished her for that but say did she address you yes she spoke my name i started and i recognized her well i mumbled forth some words i scarce know what and all a fluster gathered up my skirts and ran as though a ghost were at my heels and you did wisely honest working girls should shun such brazen creatures she's here lisa comes down avenue she is dressed in torn and travel-stained rags as described as she comes down the girls turn away from her well girls do you not know me that you turn back from me or has the misery of twelve black months so sadly changed me yes we know you well <sighs> too well is there no pity for me in your hearts is there no pardon for such sin as mine see i am cold and hungry travel worn broken in spirit humbled and forsaken oh i have paid a penalty no doubt we knew you would bessie aside to barbara i'm sorry for the girl we've known her all our lives with all her faults we loved her well when she was one of us when she was one of us of course because she then was one of us but when a man a married man elopes with one of us which happens sometimes why that one of us no longer claims to rank as one of us and so the cause of love exists no longer that's true indeed have you no charity is there no eloquence to touch your hearts in this wan wasted form these wretched rags why look at me there's a certain frock blue trimmed with peach not much the worse for wear that's humbly at your service curtsying mockingly spare her pray 
Ay, spare me bitter hearts. Who can foresee? A year ago, I was as one of you. Another year, and you may be as I. So, better spare me, lest it come to pass, that you have judged yourselves in judging me. Well, well, the river's near. Enter Gretchen. Why, who is this? Lisa! Taking her hand. Hold! Ere you take my hand in yours, remember what I am and what I've done. I am an outcast, cheated and betrayed. He swore to marry me. Well, I believed him. And when I looked to him to keep his promise, he told me of his wife. There, that's my story. Go, wash your hand. Poor bruised and broken heart, be comforted. Why, I have prayed and prayed for thy return, and see my prayer is heard. Poor wanderer, our hearts were sore for thee, I very sore, and I remember well how Barbara wept when the sad tidings came, and vowed she'd rather lose her best ten years than this had happened. Yes, and so I would. But it has happened, and the mischief's done. Bessie, crying. I'm sure I loved her dearly. So did I. One can't forget old times. Why then be brave, and prove that thine was no fine weather love. Poor penitent. Oh, sisters, is it fit that we should judge our sister, or withhold thy mercy that we pray for day by day? Lisa, surprised. Oh, Gretchen, Gretchen. Come, broken heart, look up. We are thy sisters as of old. Bessie, half sobbing. If Gretchen can forgive thee, who are we that we should hold aloof? We spake in haste. Our hearts were turned to thee, despite our words. Bessie kisses her and exit. You told me once that I'd a bitter tongue. Do you recollect it? Lisa, you were right. Please forgive me. There. Kissing her. Never mind the frack. To Agatha. Though, bear in mind, I still maintain my point that Blue and Peach go very well together. Excellent Barbara and Agatha. Come, dry your eyes and take good heart again. Oh, Gretchen, Gretchen, let me weep a while. In truth, I looked for pity and for help from them, for they and I had much in common. But thou, so good in all, so pure, so true. If it be good and true to close one's heart to sorrow such as thine, why, heaven help me, for then I have no title to the words. See, Martha comes. She has an angry tongue, although her heart is kindly. Get thee hence till I have spoken to her. Here is money. Go get thee food, and then come back to me. Take courage. Martha can refuse me nothing. It shall go hard, but when thou comest back, she'll welcome thee as I do. Fare thee well. For those who would pray for thee have but one prayer. 
that earth be kind to thee, for heaven is thine, I surely, surely thine. Exit. Enter Martha with basket. Drudge, 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 to market seven miles and seven home again. It's a hard life and tells upon me sorely. All this comes of marrying a bad man, a bad, poor man. But there, he's at the wars. God keep him there. Ah, Gretchen, Gretchen, be advised by me, and promise me that when thy heart's in danger, thou'lt come to me, that I may counsel thee out of the wealth of my experience. The only wealth I have. Come, promise me. I do. Pauses. Then timidly. In proof of my sincerity, I will begin to-day. I have seen one whom I could love. Why, Gretchen, what's all this? Doth he love thee? Ay, for he told me so. He told thee so? And when? Last night. Last night? Or stay, it might have been betimes this morning. Last night? This morning? Gretchen, where wast thou last night? this morning why within thy house and there thy lover saw thee spake to thee within my house alone at dead of night gretchen for shame art thou as other girls who is the reprobate i cannot say i do not think he is a reprobate his name i do not know his rank his calling i cannot tell why gretchen i am aghast nay i'll not plague thee with half-hidden truths i'll tell thee all and thou shalt counsel me last night i slept it might have been this morning i cannot tell and as i slept methought that as i wandered all alone amid the moonlight tombs of some old cloistered square i saw a man arrayed in monkish frock and yet so much at variance with themselves are sleeping fantasies he was no monk but some young errant knight of noble rank the fairy flower of gentle chivalry entranced i gazed upon him marvelling much that aught of mortal mould could be so fair twas but a dream we cannot frame our dreams and as i gazed methought he knelt him down and vowed himself to me forevermore there read me that i will now mark my words the lover whom thou seest in a dream will in due season court thee in a dream and if the courtship prosper as it will some day perhaps he'll wed thee in a dream then after many long and life-like dreams of married misery black looks rough words hard blows and mutual discontent thou'lt wake and bless thy lucky stars it was a dream <laughs> dream on my child pray thou mayst never wake as i have done come there is work to do exeunt together enter faustus and mephisto at last at last unless my heart deceives me 
Here is the glade, and that should be her house. Aye, that's the house that holds the guardian maid, who is to lead you whither you should go, and save your lordship from yourself and me. Henceforth that hovel is to be your church, with savory fumes of roast and boiled for incense. The dim recesses of the chimney-corner will serve you as a snug confessional. How say you? Will you enter? If you do, you'll find the fair high priestess of the shrine intent upon the secular employ of hanging clothes to dry. Or will you wait until my pretty enemy is free to enter on her spiritual functions? Peace-mocking spirit, stay thy ribald tongue. Dost thou, whom none believe, believe in none? Nay, I'm the most confiding soul alive. I credit all I'm told. Not by the tongue. Men do not speak to me with tongues. No, no. Man keeps his words and deeds for man's behoof. They speak a language that I cannot fathom. I read the heart and brain, and all they tell me with childlike faith. I readily accept. I would my heart were as an open book, that all might read therein. But who comes here? By all the powers that rule mischance, tis Gottfried. What shall I do? How justify myself in my old comrade's eyes? Leave that to me. Bear yourself boldly, put a good face on it, and I will frame excuses that will serve. Enter Gottfried. Here is the well-loved home. Ah, Gretchen, Gretchen, when shall we meet again? Or shall we meet? God knows, I go where death is freely dealt, and I may fall. Well, she will weep for me. Sees Faustus. Whom have we here? Either my senses cheat me, or this is Faustus. Faustus, as I live! Faustus, unfrocked, Faustus, unsanctified, Faustus, re-butterflied in bravery. I, Gottfried, I am Faustus, in the flesh. Now here's a riddle, and I wait the answer. But yesterday thou wast a hooded monk, a pale, cold, stern, and sour Dominican, a human tombstone sculptured by thyself in honor of thy dead and buried follies today i find the tombstone taken down and all the follies risen from the dead he was misled his follies cheated him believing they were dead to all intent in decency he raised a monument but finding them alive beneath his gown in decency he took the tombstone down. It is enough for me that thou art free. Welcome once more to life and liberty. To Mephisto. Sir, in the name of all good fellowship, I thank you for your charitable office. Now tell me, Gottfried, wherefore art thou here? I come as yesterday I said I should to bid a long farewell to Cousin Gretchen. To Gretchen? Aye, the maid of whom I spake. Is her name Gretchen? Yes, 
she lives hard by with mistress martha faustus thou shalt see her and join with me in worship at her shrine faustus confused i understand my words have weighed with thee and thou hast come to tell her of thy love not i indeed despite thine eloquence i'm going from her for a weary while maybe forever that will give her sorrow sorrow enough i would not add to it by telling her of such poor love as mine for all the world holds dear some day please heaven i shall return with honors to my name if honors lie within my grasp i'll grasp them and then if i've a name worth offering maybe i'll pluck up heart not now not now but hush she comes enter gretchen gretchen my sister gretchen godfried i am right glad to welcome thee my dear dear brother art thou come for long nay gretchen i am with my troop of horse we marched to dettingen and being here i stole a brief half hour to say farewell gretchen alarmed thou art not going to the war no no mere frontier duty gretchen nothing more aside may heaven forgive me that's a downright lie i breathe again sees faustus with intense surprise who is this gentleman this is my very dear and tried friend faustus the truest fellow that the wide world holds faustus this is my gentle cousin gretchen surely i dream again oh marvellous the very face and form come gretchen speak i give you honest welcome noble sir as you are godfrey's friend so are you ours i thank you lady well and is that all i thank you lady come thou shamefaced knight where are thy words gretchen be not deceived he hath a tongue a very fluent tongue and one that serves him well when he so pleases i am not dumb from lack of gratitude much as i owe to gottfried's well-tried love my heavy debt is multiplied tenfold gottfried aside to faustus then debtor pay the tenfold debt tenfold watch over her when i am far away shield her from harm as though she were thy sister and we'll cry quits thou wilt i thank thee faustus i go with lighter heart aloud to gretchen now fare thee well god keep thee safe and sound till i return farewell dear godfried think of me at times my heart is full then read it in my eyes may heaven shield thee from all harm amen and now to horse nay not another word or i shall lack the heart to go at all farewell once more and only once farewell exit gottfried gretchen timidly sir will you enter our home is near and mistress martha will be glad to greet you you are an old friend of my cousin godfried ay lady nay you must not call me lady i am a peasant girl my name is gretchen and may i call thee gretchen willingly all call me gretchen gottfried calls thee gretchen 
I thought he claimed a cousin's privilege. Does Godfrey speak of me? He does indeed, and in such terms of glowing eulogy I almost feared that he had gained thy heart. Feared? Pardon me, I spake unwittingly. His welfare should be very dear to me, and therefore I should rather hope than fear. Godfrey has been my brother all my life. I would not own another man as brother, nor would I have him aught but honest brother. I love him dearly, dearly. Twice a day I say a prayer for him, and he for me. He is my brother. Every hope of his is hope of mine. When trouble falls on him, it falls alike on me. He is my brother. And when he comes, as one day he will come, to tell me of some good and gentle girl who worthily has won his honest heart, I'll throw my loving arms around her neck and call her sister as I call him brother. Now heaven forgive me, but those words of thine have freed my bosom from a load of care. Didst thou then think I loved him not? Nay, nay, I feared thy love was more than sister love. Dost thou then fear the love that tends to wedlock? Mephisto, aside, not he. I hold that truest happiness is born of wedlock. Mephisto, aside, bravo, celibate. And yet it much rejoiceth thee to know that cousin Godfrey has no thought of wedlock. Nay, maiden, it rejoiceth me to know that cousin Gretchen hath no thought of wedlock. Dost thou not wish me happy, then? My heart! I would that it were my care to make thee happy. Now I am sorely puzzled. Mephisto, aside. And no wonder. Thou wishest Godfrey happy, and me happy. In wedlock only is true happiness. And yet, forsooth, it much rejoiceth thee to know that he and I are not to wed. Mephisto, aside. Pretty logician, a dilemma truly. Nay, Gretchen, better let the riddle rest till time shall solve it. Pray forgive me, sir. I do not doubt thy words are learned words. Small wonder that I cannot fathom them. Martha without. Come, Gretchen. Gretchen? Mephisto aside. Bah, she'll ruin all. How these old ladies always interfere. Enter Martha. Why, who is this? A friend of Cousin Godfrey, a very old and very trusty friend, and so a very trusty friend of ours. We give you welcome, sir. Our home is poor, but wholly at your service. Aside. By the mass, a very straight and well-favoured gentleman. Mephisto, aside. She'll never leave him. I must interfere. Coming forward. Pray pardon this intrusion. Who is this? Mephisto to Gretchen. Do I address Dame Martha? No, indeed. My name is Gretchen. This is Mistress Martha. A thousand pardons for my clumsy error. Misled by a description. Tall and fair, eighteen and very beautiful. The words apply, with equal truth, to both the ladies. <laughs> you vastly civil, sir. Aside. Upon my word, it rains well-spoken proper gentlemen. 
sisters of course nay she's my sister's child my sister was by many years my senior that's evident i bring you doleful news yet news not altogether dolorous there is a certain spice of comfort in it yet not so much of comfort i'm afraid as to disguise its not unpleasant bitter your words alarm me pray forgive me sir are you a lawyer i am the prince of lawyers i am your servant sir curtsying i'm glad to hear it but pardon me the news i have to tell is for your ears alone martha to gretchen who is conversing with faustus go gretchen dear and show the gentleman the lover's glen take heed the path is dangerously steep be sure you do not trip my pretty maid i thank you sir i know its pitfalls well and how to pass them safely to faustus wilt thou come to the world's end fair maiden and thou wilt gretchen laughing nay i'll not pledge thee to so long a journey the road is short but very perilous it is indeed wilt trust thy hand in mine ay take his hand you will be safer so mephisto aside i doubt it much faustus and gretchen go down incline now we are quite alone the news i bring you is about your husband <gasps> my husband he's not coming back no no it's not as bad as that <gasps> you frightened me he never will come back what mean you sir i mean that fighting bravely against the turks an arrow struck him and i guess your meaning this is sad news indeed alack a day i never wished his death with all his faults he was no worse than other husbands are a most affecting tribute to his worth pray pardon my emotion i've a heart that melts at weeping women pray go on i'll try to stem my tears left he a will he did a very good and christian will he was a christian ah his will directs that you shall spend on masses for his soul five hundred marks five hundred fiddlesticks <gasps> a wicked waste well knowing all i know about his mode of life i must admit it is a waste but so his will directs and is that all left he no parting words of penitence oh yes as death drew near he much bewailed his manifold transgressions and said that he could die more tranquilly had he his wife's forgiveness poor dear soul i could forgive him freely everything except those masses though is true said he in all our quarrels and we'd many quarrels she was invariably to blame a lie 
a most observable and shameless lie alas i fear that as a rule his words were not distinguished by that love of truth that you and i deem indispensable for instance he declared that earning bread to feed so many mouths took all his time and left no moment he could call his own oh, again a lie i drudged from morn to night to feed and clothe his famished family while he sat all day fuddling at the alehouse alas he never cared for wife or child nay there you wrong him give the deuce his due before he sailed he prayed to all the saints to bless his arms with full prosperity so that if he in battle should be slain his widow yet might live in luxury oh, poor soul poor soul did heaven so bless them yes his prayer was heard some seven months ago he helped to take a turkish galley fraught with countless treasure why that was well done brave man brave man and what got he by that his share of prize money twelve thousand marks twelve thousand marks a fortune in itself may heaven forgive me all my angry words he had a brave good heart where is the money ask his good heart he never could resist a tale of sorrow eloquently told what mean you when at naples shortly after he saw a girl young beautiful but poor a very child scarce seventeen years old his tender heart gave way she was so poor and then so very young scarce seventeen he gave it all to her all every florin but then she was so young scarce seventeen it is old tricks then there is nothing left you wrong him there he left a priceless treasure compared with which his other paltry gains sink into nothingness a charming widow you're very good i speak the simple truth come take good heart you waste your tears upon a man who priced you far below your worth you're young and pardon me attractive still spend one chaste year of lonely widowhood then seek a better husband as for that with all his faults i might wed worse than he <laughs> he was a kindly fool forgiving soul angelic tolerance ah were i sure that you would treat my faults as leniently i should be almost tempted to to what oh sir you're surely jesting not at all aside i'd better change the subject this old girl would take the very devil at his word they're coming back aloud we'll talk of this anon after a year or two or three 
<laughs> we will. Exeunt together as Faustus and Gretchen appear at back. That, Gretchen, was my dream. Oh, marvellous, that thou and I, each stranger to the other, should thus have peopled each the other's vision. I tremble when I think on it. Wherefore so? Was then the vision so distasteful? Nay, I said not so, but that we two should dream as we have dreamt, tis not in nature. Promise that if again thou seest me in a dream, thou tell me all, the part I play therein, the words I speak to thee, and thou to me. Gretchen confused. Perhaps it may be so. I will not promise. Tell me again, Gottfried. Thou dost not love him? He is my brother, sir. So he be alway. There is perchance some other envied man to whom the flower of thine heart is given. Indeed, I have no lover, sir. None? None. Thy time will come. Perhaps. Give me thy hand. I'll read thy fortune, Gretchen. Wonderful. Canst thou read fortunes? Giving her hand. Ay, indifferent well. Playing with her hand. Speak, sir, I listen. Faustus, still playing with her hand. Tis a soft white hand. Gretchen, demurely. My fortune, sir. Faustus, recollecting himself. True, true, thy fortune, come. Looking at her palm. Ah, Gretchen, Gretchen, be thou on thy guard. There cometh one to woo thee. Oh, beware, take heed of him. He is no honest man. And do I know him, sir? Ay, in some sort. Thou knowest his smooth face, his specious tongue. But there is that within his evil heart of which thou knowest little. Oh, my child, beware of him. My child, beware of him. Why comes this wicked man to such as I? I would not aid him in his wickedness. In sad and sorrowing heart he comes to thee, that he may learn the lesson of thy life. He comes to thee in the fond, foolish hope that the pure influence of such love as thine may quell the evil angel at his side. For wicked as he is, he loveth thee. With all his poor frail heart he loveth thee. Tis a strange fortune. I, an untaught girl, can teach but little. But if such a one come to me sorrowing for his bygone sins, even though I loved him not, in pity I would strive with all my heart to help him, even as I pray for help. I do not know why I should fear this man. Because with all his sorrow he is false. False to himself, and maybe false to thee. O oh, Gretchen, deal not lightly with my words. Weigh them, and weigh them, o'er and o'er again. And when thou kneelest by thy bed to-night, pray thou for strength as thou hast never prayed. Pray for a brave and staunch and steadfast heart, steadfast to aid this poor, weak wanderer upon the holy path that thou hast chosen. But above all, beyond all, and before all, steadfast to pluck the traitor from thine, if in the depth of his mortality he strive to gain thee by unholy means. I will take heed, sir. Rising and going. Gretchen, leave me not. I go to seek a poor, lost, friendless girl who waits for me hard by. I thank you, sir. I take your kindly counsel and good part. Thou dost not know the sad and solemn lesson that her poor, blighted heart hath taught us all. 
for she was wont to laugh as the birds sing from very wealth of idle happiness it seemed so strange that she should not have died god save thee from such harm releasing her amen amen exit faustus stands as if entranced for a moment then suddenly why whither am i going grace of heaven have i been blind fool poor self-cheating fool stop while thou mayest thine eyes are open now what seest thou hell against heaven and thou allied with hell mephisto appears and listens what seest thou a pure and blameless child trustful as innocence her gentle soul calm as a lake in heaven her angel face god's work untainted by man's desecrating touch and at her side a scheming mummer tricked in godly garb his tongue all plausible his heart all false his lying manhood traitor to itself faustus mine enemy i know thee now faustus mine enemy i know thee now shake off thy churchman's qualms thou art a man wast once a soldier ere thou was a priest has monkish milk so curdled the hot blood that bore thee ever where the fight was thickest that this raw girl this butter-churning doll hath turned thee chicken-hearted hold thy peace accursed fiend nor dare to breathe her name deal thou with me let heaven deal with heaven i go from her god shield her from all harm hush not so loud she'll hear you see she comes gretchen appears at back picking petals from a daisy as she advances he loves me he loves me not he loves me he loves me not too late too late her heart is given to thee her love is not as other women's love take thyself hence and she will surely die faustus watches her entranced he loves me he loves me not he loves me he loves me not see how she trembles as the petals fall poor child poor child she trusts her simple charm and should it fail her heart will break have pity on her faustus he loves me he loves me not he loves me he loves me not she picks the last petal oh heaven have mercy faustus breaking from mephisto and rushing to her gretchen dearly loved mistrust thy charm by heaven that hears me now he loves thee gretchen loves thee loves thee loves thee gretchen gives a cry of joy and surprise then falls weeping on his neck mephisto at back laughing cynically <laughs> end of act two